Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Up on 106 here in Edmonton. It is Brendan Escott guiding the ship home on Oilers now. It's a game day. The Pittsburgh Penguins in town making their lone appearance this season at Rogers Place. Barring, of course, a meeting in the Stanley Cup final. We're a long ways away from that. This is Oilers now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We're going to get to a conversation Bob had earlier this morning with Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec. That's where you can find him on Twitter. You want to find us, you can do so at Oilers Now or on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. That number is also our new Ashley Fine Floors text line. Floors strong enough for every mini sticks tournament of which I participated in many. Ashley fine floors. Without further ado, we will get to this. Bob and Mark Spector setting up another Oilers game day. Let's hear it. For the 7,000 men and women that are employed in the horse racing and breeding industry, we say happy holidays to everybody. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Mark Spector. Mark's appearance is brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. A reminder, live racing uh, tonight at Century Mile and Boxing Day at Century Mile. Spec, the Edmonton Oilers, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Oilers as an organization maybe trying to get to where Pittsburgh has been the last several years. Yeah, depth, right? Pittsburgh is such a deep team. They withstand a ton of injuries. They've had this year a whole bunch. They're coming through town without Sid Crosby uh, just every year. You know, when Ken Holland says, it's not our time to trade for Taylor Hall because we're trying to build something that lasts here, that's what he's talking about. He's trying to build something like Pittsburgh already has. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing situation. And, and one of the things that the Penguins organization they have done is they've gone with a lot of NCAA players, uh, some of whom have been undrafted. Those players uh, play two or three years in Wilkes-Barre and then work their way up. And those guys are the support guys. Now, hey, make no mistake. They're still sitting there with Crosby and Malkin, and the Oilers are kind of hoping that it's going to be McDavid and Dreisaitl long-term as well. And right now you'd say, based on the NHL scoring race, that's the effect, which is not to take anything, Mark, away from the position that Edmonton's in, but back to Pittsburgh here because there's an emerging story in goal. Uh, Edmonton Oil King goaltender Tristan Jari, who led the WHL to their last Memorial Cup championship in 2014, He's sitting with a 940 save percentage right now, Spec. This guy's coming to his own. They got three good goalies in their organization. They got Casey DeSmith down on the farm. Um, 
you know, it's it's an interesting situation moving forward, Pittsburgh. But uh, Tristan Jari has become a real story. He has, and and it's that, you know, there's always a few two schools of thought in NHL uh, when it, in the NHL when it comes to caps and goalies, right? You know, do you want to be Montreal or the New York Rangers and have that, you know, eight, nine, ten million dollar goalie, or do you want to be a team like Pittsburgh that, you know, I remember it wasn't very long ago when Matt Murray supplanted Mark Andre Fleury because he was younger, uh, just as good at the time and cheaper uh, and now all of a sudden Tristan Jari he's played six less games than Matt Murray but he's got just as many wins and like you say he's got a 940 going and you know I'm not so sure that unless Matt Murray you know I mean he might just be having a bad he's having a bad season right let's face it Matt Murray's not the goalie today that we watched you know in the playoffs to win the cup uh, there's a good goalie there, but there might not be a goalie that you have to pay six or seven million dollars when you got these younger guys coming underneath. So they've got the goaltending situation. The Oilers play a Pittsburgh team tonight with five regulars out of the lineup. Uh, Brian Dumoulin, their, their shutdown defenseman, a very underrated guy around the league. He's not playing. Justin Schultz is out now, sort of a second pairing right shot defenseman for them. You mentioned Sidney Crosby. Uh, they don't have Hornquist up front as well. It's another significant, and Nick Bugstead. So basically an entire line out including still one of the two best players in the world so <laughs> let's get to how much we're kind of ripped off tonight because we're not getting Crosby versus McDavid well it's too bad and and I remember all those years when it seemed like we never got Lemieux versus Gretzky either yeah. you know yeah. Lemieux always was hurt coming out here or he'd play in Calgary and get nicked up and wouldn't play in Edmonton uh, I vividly remember the overtime goal, uh, as does Ryan Strom, that uh, <laughs> got him traded out of town. <laughs> yeah, that Sid Crosby scored in here last year in what was quite likely the most entertaining hockey game of the season. The Oilers lose in overtime on a goal you'll still see on the odd highlight out there. Uh, listen, when the big boys are here, when it's Sid versus McDavid, McDavid steps it up a bit. Sid steps it up a bit. We were both in Pittsburgh for the two-one game that was a, you know, would, uh, Pittsburgh had 52 shots on net, I believe. Yes, uh, really. Really exciting, fun hockey. You want more stars than less, but I'll tell you what, Bob, you just named a, you know, a real good bunch of top six players that aren't on this Pittsburgh team, and uh, they still win games without those guys. If you took the commensurate, you know, equal group out of the orders lineup, uh, we wouldn't be picking them to win hockey games very often. And that's where Ken Holland's going to have to continue to uh, move forward. Mark Spector joining us, Stoffer Inspector for the Horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Speaking of goaltending, so was Mike Smith making 51 saves on 52 shots. Mark, since then, nine appearances, sub-860 save percentage. That is... Uh, the lowest save percentage of any goaltender with that many appearances since November the 3rd. Now, conversely, Miko Koskinen has basically got the exact same save percentage. I think he's at about 919 uh, since November 3rd. What's he at right now? 919? So he's... He's been as steady as steady can be. Last two games, uh, Koskinen's given the Oilers something. You said in the offseason, biggest question mark in Edmonton was going to be goaltending. Has Miko Koskinen kind of answered some of that for you? Oh, big time, big time. He has. He's he's come here and now shown through the first few months of the season here that it's not just a, a little good two-week run or 
you know, he's improved his game immensely. So, so Miko Koskinen teaches us that he can improve at age 30, 31 here. Uh, he can get better over a summer and come back and be a better goalie. Awesome for him. Way to go. One of the things that I think's made him better, Bob, has been the splitting of the duties with Mike Smith over the you know first 30 games of this season. So we said, okay, Koskinen got worn down last year. He played too many games. This system with Smith, it's awesome. And look how good Koskinen is. So here we are. He's outpaced Smith. Smith's game's dropped. So now I'm going to ask you, Bob, what the answer to this is. Can he be a guy that takes the ball and runs with it? Can he give you three out of every four games and be this good as opposed to just playing every second night? Well, given that he played for St. Petersburg, which went with a two-goaltender rotation over the KHL, I don't think there's anything at this stage that can suggest that he can play three out of four nights. I think he can play three out of five. But I'm not sold that he can play three out of four. Okay. However, the way it's going right now, if Mike Smith doesn't start, you know, making some more stops here, there might be an inevitable three out of four that's just going to be the way it is. Uh, we do have back-to-backs. The assumption is obviously the goaltenders are going to split this weekend. Mark Spector joining us, Stoffer Inspector for the horses and horse race in Alberta. The Edmonton Oilers spec have been criticized for not making any picks count after the first round. And obviously, you know, Yakupov, Pulyarvi, those picks did not work out for the organization's first-round picks. But, you know, when you get dry settle third and he's basically a, a number one overall pick caliber player, it kind of offsets a bit. A bit. Tonight, we're going to have three defensemen selected in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round of the 2015 draft. Uh, Caleb Jones, who's still working his way in. Ethan Bear who was really good for about the first 22 to 25 games, has had you know a couple tough games over the last week and a half. And then John Marino, six-round pick. He's got more points in fewer games this year for Pittsburgh than he did last year playing at Harvard because he had to uh, be the defensive guy when Adam Fox was on the ice. So people can say what they want. Fourth, fifth, and sixth-round pick defenseman from 2015 playing in the NHL. The Oilers did some good work there. Well, there you go. Now, was that the draft where they fired Stu McGregor right before the draft? Yes, that is the draft. He was already in Fort Lauderdale when he was fired. Right. So the point I'm trying to make here is even though he wasn't in the Oilers' employ while they were making those picks, certainly those depth picks were coming off of his list, right? Right, absolutely. Like, I absolutely give Stu McGregor credit for what we're talking about right now. And... You know, it's really a shame that you don't have Marino. Uh, my understanding, of course, is that he just wasn't going to sign in Edmonton. And the Oilers said, okay, well, we'll trade you for a six-round pick so we get something for you. And that's right. a shame. But that, and that is an advantage of the system, Mark, that works for NCAA players versus major junior players. Yeah, he exercised his his right to do what he wanted. And some guys like Justin Schultz go completely to unrestricted free agency. Right. And uh, Marino decided not to, gets traded. And you know what? Whatever happened, he's turned into a player, so it's good for him. And the Oilers can't complain. I mean, if, if I'd have said to you, Ball, back in 15, look, you're going to get out of the fourth, fifth, and sixth round, you're going to get two guys playing in the NHL. One looks like he's going to be a really good player. I think Caleb Jones got a lot left. He looks to me like he'll be an NHL player, Bob, maybe for a long time. You got two guys, yeah. sub third round, that play on defense. Like, those are. That's some really good drafting, and I'm the first to say we've not always said that about this organization. Mark Spector joining us, Stoffer Inspector for the Horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Edmonton Oilers in Pittsburgh tonight, Spec. Edmonton and the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow night. How great is this weekend here at Rogers Place? <laughs> I know, it is awesome. Two big teams. Montreal's been coming through a Christmas ball since we were kids, right? Yep. Uh, and usually Philly used to come through around New Year's. Uh, it's just a ton of fun. Like when the Habs come, when the Leafs come, when Pittsburgh comes you know 
how many different schedules have we had over the years? And we always debate, right? Oh, they should play the East more. They should play the East less. And I think what Gary Bettman and the, you know, the Board of Governors decided on was every fan base should see every uniform at least once in the season. And, and I'm telling you, when that Pittsburgh uniform comes through town, like, we're lucky. We go on the road, you and I, Bob, we get to see them in their right. own building. But as an Oilers fan here in this building, you got to see Sid Crosby's team once. Too bad he's not playing. you got to see the CH, you know, the Habs uniform come through town at least once. Uh, this is a special weekend. Two good teams with great histories with the Oilers. Mark, uh, and for Edmonton, this is a big weekend. I mean, the team's 3-6 and one of their last 10 games. They're taking on a little bit of water here. Uh, that said, I didn't mind their two performances, and people say, well, what are you talking about? They got outplayed by St. Louis. I think what the game against St. Louis, it showed us how much work the Oilers still have to do as an organization. Did you know in that game, points per 60-wise, Edmonton had the top three players at even strength points per 60, but David Dreisaitl and Cassian. Or St. Louis had 14 of the next 17 skaters. So it shows you that the Oilers are looking for some secondary help up front. Just a thought on where we're at right now with this hockey club. The Oilers coming in with a record of 19-14-4 through the first 37 games of the year. Are they kind of where we thought they would be, or are they actually a little bit ahead because of how they started the season? Yeah, probably a little ahead. I like their point total, and I like that they're right in the game, and they're right in the fight, as Dallas Akins used to always say. <laughs> uh, but here's what stands out from a statistical standpoint, and, you know, plus-minus is a, is a big-picture statistic. It doesn't tell you everything. I get it. But when you look at an Oilers team, Bob, that's got two players that are in positive numbers. Two guys. Chris Russell's a plus one. Zach Cassian, who gets very little power play times, a plus eight. There isn't another guy on that team in positive numbers. That clearly tells you what? One thing. Not enough five-on-five score. Right. Now, special special teams are terrific. The Oilers coming in tonight's game. First in the league on the power play, fourth in the league mark on PK. Yeah, but that doesn't alleviate you. It doesn't have any effect on how you play five-on-five. Special teams are a bonus, right? Power play goals are a bonus. If you get one a night, I mean, that's you're going to lead the league if you get one every night. Uh, And obviously, you need to, if you want to win, you got to be good while you're shorthanded. But none of that matters, five-on-five. When I see guys like Jujar Kara doesn't have an assist yet this year. Doesn't have an assist. He's got six goals and no assists. Josh Archibald, I'm sorry. One point. Right? I get it. You're a depth guy, and you check and you kill penalties. One point's not enough, son. you got to get more points than one. They've done a good job on the PK, those guys, with the plus-minuses for both players. I think what's Jujar at right now, Mark? Minus maybe 13, and Archibald is sitting there minus 12, minus 13 as well. So, yep. you know, you, you don't want to pick. Some people say, you know, that's it's a little bit overrated of a stat. Zone starts have been difficult specifically for Shane and Archibald. Again, they've done it on the penalty kill. Bottom line, the order's got to get more 5-on-5 five five juice. Yeah. Mark, Let's wrap up with this. I want to send out a special shout-out to Jeff Robillard and everybody at Horse Racing Alberta. Uh, ongoing support for the horse racing and breeding industry. Happy holidays. And uh, you too, Bob. Merry Christmas and to all our listeners out there. I should thank, I'd like to thank uh, Jeff. Uh, they're back all the time. They've been really good supporters of the show. And you know what, uh, Bobby, you and me have been uh, pretty blessed here. We've been listen- we've been flapping our gums to a lot of these same listeners for many years here, and they keep putting up with us. So I would say Merry Christmas to everybody. Bob, Merry Christmas to you and your family. There you go. That's Mark Spector. Uh, we'll return on Oilers Now after this. 
Hi, this is Jujar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chad. It is Brendan Escott steering the ship home on an Oilers game day. And a reminder right now, you can follow Oilers Now on a great road trip to the city of Chicago to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks. This package includes a great lower bowl game ticket to welcome reception with Bob and special guests, plus tours of Wrigley and Soldier Field. For the Oilers Now Chicago road trip, call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. A couple texts I do want to get to here on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, This one from Oilers GM says... Uh, do the Penguins lose another goaltender to the expansion draft? I bet one of Murray or Jari gets traded in the offseason so they don't have to protect him and lose him for nothing. It's certainly possible. Uh, Mike also texted in here and, and just to piggyback on that said, please don't act like Matt Murray is just having a bad regular season. He has consistently been a below average regular season goalie for the entirety of his short career. I don't disagree with that, Mike. You look at his stats, and they're not bad. And he's playing behind a great team, I understand that. But for his career, a 2.64 goals against average for Matt Murray and a 9.15 save percentage. So, yeah, we consider that to be right on the cusp of probably below average. This year in particular, a sub-9 save percentage for him and a 2.85 goals against average. So, in a bigger sample size for Tristan Jari, I can see there being a case made for, uh uh-oh, do we have to lose another one of these? these guys this time to Seattle. I don't know what the market's going to be like a year from now when teams start having to make those kinds of decisions, nor do we know if Tristan Jari can keep this up. But what we do know is that they do have three great goaltenders. Bob mentioned Casey DeSmith earlier on in this show. He was excellent last year in spot duty. And Matt Murray's a guy who's often injured, especially in the regular season, which I do believe factors into his sort of substandard numbers over the short career that he's had. So maybe you need that insurance policy. Whether the Oilers are in on any of those guys, I kind of seriously doubt it, and that is really based on Shane Starrett and how he played last year uh, down in Bakersfield. I think the Oilers are pretty satisfied at this point with their internal options. So, uh, yeah, of course, reuniting with yet another old Oil King player is at least an idea in the minds of some fans, but it's just not enough data right now compiled, in my opinion, and I don't mean that specifically with empirical numbers. I'm just saying like we need to see more of Jari at the NHL level. Good in spot duty, though. I do agree. Oilers GM also added, uh, Speck says it's a shame John Marino didn't sign here. I say it's a shame they didn't get Jari for him because Jari was available in the offseason. Had they known at that time that Marino wasn't going to sign, maybe they could have been more proactive. But again, what is that telling the rest of the goaltenders in the organization if you do make a move like that? Adding to the depth, sure, but if I'm Stuart Skinner and Dylan Wells saying, wait a minute, now I've got another body to compete with and I'm already trying to get out of the ECHL, let alone the AHL, I don't know how well that would have sat internally. So ultimately, I mean, it's a, Ken Holland has proven he's playing the long game. He's proven that by not going all in on Taylor Hall. Would that have been a difference maker this year? We'll probably never know. Another text here says, uh, Alex Athanasiu on McDavid's wing would be so darn fast. Do I think Detroit would be willing to move him? I think so. I think that the relationship that Ken Holland has, of course, with Detroit and with the players, some players that are still there, I would like to see them push 
for that player in particular in Alex Athanasiu because if if there's a shortcoming of a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins playing on the wing of Connor McDavid, it's that maybe the foot speed isn't there. So even if you get a guy and they tried this with Joe Kim Nygaard and it didn't really work as well as I think a lot of fans might have hoped that it would, but with more NHL games under his belt, maybe Athanasiu is a better fit on that line. I would like to see uh, a push for either him or a player of that ilk as we creep towards the trade deadline. And it's, I can say with certainty it's not lost on Ken Holland or Dave Tippett that this lineup could use an injection of speed in the bottom six for sure. Ryan in Fort Saskatchewan says Pittsburgh traded for key pieces every year for years. They didn't grow it organically. Well, there's some merit to that for sure, but if you're picking up a guy and then he becomes a part of your core, and I'm thinking of Patrick Hornquist when I say that, I, I don't mind the idea that that's a little bit more organic than just, say, what the Rangers have done where guys really start to fizzle out. For some reason in recent memory, a lot of the big names that end up there just don't work it out. In Pittsburgh, it's been a different story. The guys seem to find their footing a little bit more. You see that a lot in baseball too, just one organization really being able to resurrect a career of a former player. That's Sort of thing. Speaking of the Pittsburgh Penguins coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, we'll hear from their color analyst Bob analyst rather Bob Airy. We'll also hear from Oilers defenseman Oscar Kleffbaum, and if time permits, we'll hear from Tristan Jari as well. It's Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.